Hi there, I'm Dean Heskin, uh, President and CEO of Swiss America Trading. Excuse me. Thank you for tuning in to this most recent episode of our podcast, The Secret War on Cash, uh, where we look at geopolitical things, financial things, uh, the developments in our financial markets as well. I have with me today a guest. He's been with us before, Richard Cromwell. Richard, good morning to you. Good morning, Dean. How are you? Doing very well, thank you. We're uh, Rich and I both hail from uh, sunny Phoenix, Arizona. That is anything but sunny Phoenix, Arizona right now. We've had uh, not only rain, we've had hail, sleet, and snow. We're in the middle of our uh, Waste Management Open Golf Tournament here. Rich and I were just talking about that, where they actually had to, for the first time ever, cancel uh, the Pro-Am event. And now it's a question as to how much of this event is going to take place. So anyway, on to bigger and better, Rich. Thanks for joining us again today. And in today's podcast, we're going to look at some of the projections for gold and silver. I know in your career, you've helped thousands of clients successfully possession themselves or diversify into both gold and silver. And I also know you've been involved in this market for decades. In fact, how many years has it been exactly, Rich? You know, I had to count back because I've been doing it since 1986, joined Swiss America in 1997. So what is that, 28, 30 years, 30-something? 30 86, it's 24. It's about 40, 48 years. That's a long That's time. That's a bit. <laughs> That's, and not no 86, excuse me, not 48, 38, 38 I, I should have learned something by now. I, well, the, I'm sure you've learned a lot. And <laughs> with that being said, I mean, the time to be diversified in your investment portfolio is always evidenced by your tenure. You've been doing it for people for years, over 30 years now. And with as many years as you've been in this industry, you've seen ups and downs in all the financial markets. You've seen, what, a minimum of a half dozen different presidents, a few wars, the dot-com boom, and I, I could keep going. I know in conversations we've had over the years, you would agree that no market goes up forever or goes down forever. True. However, one thing that is pretty certain or somewhat predictable is how abruptly they reverse their trend when they do. Now, gold and silver have traditionally performed their best during their, these reversals. It would seem, if any of us were to take a look at the world around us, um, it, it seems as though one of these reversals is coming and likely soon. And that's coming from a variety of different sources, news sources, uh, financial firms, uh, brokerage houses, etc. So, I guess, Rich, what do you see happening with metals this year? And maybe explain some of the why you feel the way you do. Well, first, I'd like to start out with thank you for having me back on again. Um, obviously, you know, we talked about my tenure, the length of time I've been with Swiss America. And yes, I've been through George H.W. Bush, Bill Clinton, uh, George W. Bush, Barack Obama, Trump. You know, obviously, we now have Biden in the White House when we get to see him. They call them the Bigfoot of basically, if you can cite them, you're lucky. You know, we can only <laughs> hope and pray what we can change on coming up in the next year. But when preparing for this, you know, I had to, and I was very short on preparing for this, so I apologize if I look like I'm reading. But basically, you know, I had to prepare because basically I wanted to make sure I was accurate in the statements that we give our clients, which is truly what we need to do. Back in 2001, which most people don't realize, right after the Y2K event, which we were very big on, obviously prepping things that nature, right after we had Bill Clinton with the dot-com, that's only about 13 years ago, everybody forgets that gold was sitting at $275 an ounce. Because everybody looks at gold today, Dean, which is very odd. 
because they want it to move just like the stock market. They want to see a $100 move. They want to see $300 moves. What we're seeing typically right, right. now through the algorithms is basically, you know, we have a $20 day up, a $20 day down. Maybe it goes up a dollar. Maybe it goes down a dollar. But you have to look at the historical past to really understand when gold reacts, how it reacts, what does it react to. And we have to go back in time in order to do that, because typically, you know, when we talk about gold back in 2001, traditionally that particular time and moment of history, it was $272 per ounce. Well, fast forward by 2006, we had adjusted itself with a subprime lending problem or housing crisis, which we had at that time. It adjusted itself to 545 right prior to that hitting in 2008, 2009. So in 2007, gold actually hit $665 an ounce. I want to stop there and reflect a little bit. So wait, I bought my gold at $272 in 2001 in preparation, Y2K, whatever it may have. Oh my God, that event never happened. But yet gold went from 272 up to 549. Obviously, the subprime lending crisis hit. Now we see gold going from $665 up to $1,364. Again, almost doubling in value. In the most two recent crisis, the reaction of the value has obviously doubled in value or moved up about 1.5 or 1.6%. In our last podcast, we talked about some of the issues and problems of what we're facing here in our world that we live in. We have insolvent bonds. We have commercial real estate credit defaults. We have zombie corporation defaults. We have auto loans. They're not even talking about that, that defaults are happening today. We have credit cards, spending, and basically debt. That's the largest it's ever been in the past 20 years. The icing on the cake is if I always say to you, watch what they, don't listen to what they say, watch what they do. So why is Jamie Dimon selling millions of Chase Bank stock when he's never done that to him to the tune of $140 million? You know, gold moves simultaneously. Every time we have a crisis, whether it's going back to the Y2K, the subprime lending problem that we had, or whatever the next crisis is going to be, about 1.6 further than the crisis itself. So if you take today's price, which we're all concerned about because we're watching gold go from $2,000 up to the peak of $200,000, like we see in the article, you know, in 2,200, but we see it go up and down, up and down. That percentage is very, very little because that's not the way gold moves. Gold is reactionary to a next catalyst or crisis that we have in our world. The fact is that if we grow our debt over the next couple of years and it grows over to $45 trillion in 2027 is what they expect, that's with bar no other crisis or anything else happening, they now say that gold will hit at least $3,200 an ounce. That's over the next about a 60 percentage. But you have to understand that is a dream. And what I mean by that is a dream is that's barring the fact that we don't have any kind of banking collapse, cyber attack, homeland attacks, digital currency change, tokenization is what they now call it as opposed to CBDC. So they love to change the terminology. And, you know, a lot of people or some are even predicting, I hope this is not the case, but a civil war as we go into this turbulent time of whether we who we're going to elect as the presidency this year. But all those are, you know, eventually could push anything into gold based on what we know from historical data, well over into $5,000 an hour. So 
what I try to tell my clients and try to tell listeners today, we have to stop worrying about the return on their money. This is an old saying that Craig Smith has put in his loan, but rather than worry about the return of your money. You know, we're, sure, with, sure. you know, we're witnessing right now avalanche of bank failures, closures, things like that, whether it's due to the fact that their profit margins are out of whack or they're leveraged too high in terms of their bonds. The bottom line is they're closing these banks, ATMs, things of that nature. I think you and Chris actually did a great article on that. You know, they're expecting more than a total of 100 branches by the end of 2023 and going into 2024, they're expecting at least 138 locations or even greater to be closing at most of the major banks. Right. As we right. we've, been right. we've been we've been closing following that real closely. And you're, you're to your point, that. Rich, the um, you know, the article that we were highlighting today is, you know, talking about how UBS is projecting twenty two hundred dollar uh, in ounce gold, which is give or take roughly about a 10 percent increase from where we sit currently. But as you mentioned, you know, they're they are they're probably on the not probably they are on the low side of absolutely conservative uh, predictions absolutely and conservative. projections. Yeah, absolutely conservative. And, and I understand numerous why have been conservative. You know, we understand right, that UBS right. and their investment advisors have to take the conservative approach approach. They're not really taking into account that we could have any one of those crises, which they talked about the insolvent bonds. We have the lending program coming up in March now that is no longer going to be able to bail the banks out, you know, and we can discuss that in a later video. Um, oh, and and we happen. will. But, but I want to hit on something. I want to hit on something as we get into the next article that you touched on, because you threw kind of a lot of things out there, which are all very relevant and very pertinent to what we see happening around us today. But given the current geopolitical climate, it seems like gold has been capturing most of the headlines when it comes to the two metals, gold and silver, which makes right. sense because issues that are geopolitical in nature um, seem endless. So a lot of reasons to talk about, you know, shoring up your positions with gold, et cetera. But you look at BRICS, they're growing and they're backing themselves with gold. Central banks, they've been gobbling it up like never before the last few years and, and brokerage houses as well. And consumers are doing much of the same. And it's, it's actually proven to be a safe bet. And from a performance standpoint, a profitable one. The however here is that silver, as you can see in the article on your screen or the link if you're, if you're tuning in, uh, it's been steadily catching the eye and support of the investment world as of late. There are several who are now predicting silver prices to outperform gold in 2024. Now, they say this as they refer to silver as gold's poorer cousin due to its relative price point. Um, in your opinion, do you think these projections are realistic or just maybe some wishful thinking on their part? You know, it's funny you ask the question because... You know, they refer to, like you just said, as this, the silver is the poor man's lobster. It basically is going out to buy the monkfish as opposed to lobster because you can't afford it. But silver absolutely has the potential to run greater in value over the next five to 10 years than gold. Let me explain. You know, you have a national debt right now where you have $100,000 per person. What does that mean? That means to myself, my wife, Joyce, I owe $100,000. So if my dollar were to collapse... I would have to come up with 100,000 plus another 100,000, such as yourself, Dean. So governments are only way to recoup this fund are going to be a couple different ways. They can resort to taxing us or basically consuming or taking some of our valued property, whether it's your home or whatever you have, to pay off those debts. 
you know, here's the biggest problem. And I know you hate this, but I love analogies because analogies are more. I like a good analogy. Okay. If you're looking at it right now, we've been running this old car around called the dollar for over a hundred years. You know, it's, it's getting old, Dean, you know, we're, we're scared that will this car actually start? You know, we put many, many miles on it. We've used the dollar many, many times to save our banks, to save our system, whatever you want to call it. But is this dollar going to get me to the grocery store? In 1933, when we went off the first gold standard, we replaced it, obviously, with the dollar, driving the dollar. And we've been running this dollar around for over the past 100 years. But the problem that you have is as your car gets older, I don't care where you live, who's looking at it, the rest of the world and how they view the dollar, others are looking at this as a junker. It's the devaluation of the dollar, which is happening before all eyes, and I hope people realize this. No longer are we going to be the reserve currency of the world. We're not looking as stable as we once were, i.e., that's why you have the appearance of Brexit and other cases, and there's other reasons why they started Brexit, but whether you call it CBDC, or Central Digitalized Banking Currency, or tokenization, a lot of this terminology has to be clearly uh, basically broken down for our clients because CBDC was the old terminology, central digitalized banking currency. But if you look at the EU and what they're doing today, they're now calling it tokenization. Why? They felt it was more palatable to most individuals to call the word tokenization as opposed to a big CBDC or central digitalized banking system. What we've been doing over those 100 years as we drive this car. We tune it up. We keep putting more money in the economy. We go out and get oil changes. Um, we try to fix the age or condition of the car. It looks like the old runs out of miles. We've been a thousand or a million miles running the thing, spending, 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 budget deficits out of control. This has to happen. Why do I have to say this has to happen? Because eventually, as you know, the car in your own garage, that eventually you're going to have to replace the car. Who knows what's going to happen? But I do know we might be driving that. And this I just thought I'd throw in for fun. We might be driving that car with the new Google glasses, which you see from Elon Musk. Who knows what that's going to look like? I have no idea how that's going to work. But getting back to what you really want to take, the replacement currency is going to be figuring out which new model car we accept or pick. So when you're talking about silver and you're talking about what our clients should invest in, Right now, you have what they call the silver to gold ratio. That ratio is between 80 to 89% to the price of gold. What does that mean in English? Because a lot of people hear these terms and they don't really understand it. What it really breaks down is how many ounces of gold, or excuse me, how many ounces of silver does it take to equal one ounce of gold? That ratio is way out of whack. Right now, it's between 80 to 89%. The typical average that we see where the price of gold is in relationship to, or price of silver is in relationship to gold, should run anywhere between 50 to 70 times. So it takes 50 ounces of silver to equal one ounce of gold. They would suggest right now that silver could potentially, over the course of the next five to two, 10 years, be a much better investment just on the basis that it is underlying asset is much more undervalued than the price of gold itself because of its low ratio. Its low ratio it would imply that it has a better offering. But there's more gotcha. factors in it than that. You know, you have hybrid vehicles that are now using silver at 18 to 38 per grams in light vehicles. 
you know, they're delivering a better range. We use silver now in solar products, things of that nature. The whole world is trying to move into this, I don't know, carbon emission low, you know, whatever they want, green new deal. So obviously, if you're looking at it from a production use or how much silver is being used, that role will increase probably about 45 to 50 percent over the course of the next 20 years. Again, going back to what you said today, it's the poor man's lobster. And what do we mean by that statement? It's a possibility for all and every one of our clients to get involved with that because it's not going to cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars to get in. But, you know, when you're looking at it because of its price valuation of gold, quadrupling is possible. And it probably is more than likely. But with the new currency coming in, the bank failures in this statement is more than ever true. You know, when you talk about silver, you're talking about the only problem we have with silver as opposed to gold. And I explain this very, you know, in depth with my clients. You know, we need to protect all of our money. The problem is when you're looking at 100, 200, $300,000 and you're protecting that with 100,000 or a portion of that money in gold and silver, can you strictly do it in silver? And is it more speculative? Probably. And it's more volatile. And it also is more consuming in the amount in the large capacity that it would take to store it. So is it right for all gotcha. of our customers? It can be, but I think a percentage of it is more appropriate, especially as you get older. Let's be honest, we can't lift as many pounds as we used to. So, right. so I, if, what, if what you're basically saying is like, you, you know, we talk quite frequently in this podcast about uh, being diversified and, and a lot oftentimes in the context that we're discussing it is being diversified, having stocks, bonds, mutual funds, land, gold, silver. Um, but you're specifically saying in, in what in the again, the context here is like in your metals position, being diversified, maybe with some gold and silver for a variety of reasons, some of it being market related, some of it being just the sheer physicality of, you know, how much uh, silver is in mass compared to gold from dollar for dollar, if you will. Um, and I think that's great advice. In fact, one of the things that for those of you tuning in, and Rich, thank you for all of that. Uh, for those of you tuning in, what we'd like to extend to you, uh, we have been running for a little while now a promotional promotional offer. Um, for those of you who are maybe brand new to this uh, gold and silver market, specifically silver, or even for those of you who are currently already invested into the, the metals market, uh, we have an offer right now, a maximum of 250 uh, coins, but you can take advantage of the Walking Liberty half dollar, which you see on your screen or you'll see in the link um, at a special introductory price, $13.50 a coin. Uh, and that's delivered to you. So $13, $13.50 per coin delivered with a max of $250. If you haven't contacted us before, it's a good reason or excuse to, especially if you've been kind of toying around with the idea of getting into silver. So that's a great, Rich, I that's, think that's a great go way ahead, for please. our customers. That's a great way for our customers to get started. There's no doubt about it. It's a right. small entry point. You can take delivery, get a feel of how our company can help you and work with you. And you also take delivery. But keep in mind, I want to end with this and I'll try to get off here and I could talk all day long, as you know, because that's what I do for a living. But the bottom line here is sure. there's no paper substitute for holding physical metals, whether that's in your IRA or at home. You know, we like to say around here, if you don't hold it, you don't hold it. 
you know, precious metals and silver, they have no contingent liabilities. They're not connected to a single currency. They're scarce, making an ideal form of money or currency that you can hold. You know, we, I reflect back to what I was trying to talk about before, shopping for the new car, the new digital currency that's coming. You know, physical assets would become more and more apparent and more valuable. You know, think of it like your insurance of your savings. If you wreck that car, are you insured? And we have to go back to the real basics because the last thing I'm going to leave you with, we used to go skiing. We used to go skiing together. And the reason why I'm going to bring this up, as you know, I love analogies. Think of what's happening in the economy today of building up snow on the mountainside. You know, it's building, you have a small, you know, it's continuing to build up. It's stored energy. It's getting greater, longer. As the system builds and builds and as the snow continues to go up on the mountain, the mountain, we're in the middle of one little catalyst, one little snowflake can make that whole mountain of snow come down upon us. I don't know when that's going to happen. I don't know how that's going to happen or what that catalyst can be. But I can tell you this, you need to shelter yourself with gold, silver, and anything physical that is real money and real assets in the next couple of years. I'll end with that. That's Maybe right. you'll have me on. We can get more descriptive on different currencies, what's happening with CBDC, what's happening with BRICS. I can go into long-term in the debt, the bond evaluation, but I think we've talked about enough today. Well, I appreciate it. And for sure, we look forward to having you come back. Uh, for those of you tuning in, if you have not contacted us before, we just mentioned the Walking Liberty Half offer that we um, have made available to people for quite a while now. And it's been successfully well to get them introduced to the market, get them some silver in hand. Uh, we do also have information about the metals markets in general. Uh, as our podcast is titled The Secret War, uh, our most successful and most requested report we've had in the 40 plus years of our company's existence. So call and get your free copy of that. You can do so at 1-800-289-2646 or visit us online at www.swissamerica.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. And Rich, thanks for being here. We do look forward to having you back again. I'm Dean Heskin. This has been Rich Cromwell. Uh, Until next time, we'll bring you some more news and some more exciting changes and developments in our economy. Have a great rest of your day. We'll see you in a little bit.